views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Welcome, welcome to Empowerment Radio. It's uh, the day after Independence Day. And uh, I hope you had a good time. I hope you don't uh, suffer from a hangover or from some kind of ringing in your ears because of the loud noise of the fireworks. And I hope you're ready to, once again, get more empowered and uh, learn more about also the workings of the mind, especially those parts of our mind we are not necessarily paying attention to. Well, they make us often feel rather independent and trapped, and it doesn't have to be this way. So Empowerment Radio is always about finding solutions that make us feel ultimately more not only in control of our lives or of our mind and our emotions, but also more in harmony with all of it, especially in harmony with ourselves. Now, some people ask me, so how do you pick the, the shows? What, what is really the, you know, the topics? Where do they come from? How do you come up with it? And uh, I have to admit, it happens kind of organically, or you could say randomly, but it happens in a way that I get, you know, somehow inspired or triggered by something that happens in my life. And so for this show, it was exactly the same because there was a participant of one of the uh, uh, telesummits I was speaking at who wrote me an email. And she was asking about whether the uh, meditation, it was an integration process that I introduced there, whether this also would work for her challenge, which is OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Now, her story was that she was moving along in life and everything seems to be hunky-dory. And one day she woke up, she felt somehow, yeah, not really depressed, but numb. She felt kind of disconnected from it all and almost like a gray cloud was over her mind, over her life. And in the course of that day, she then had all of a sudden a so-called harmful thought. A harmful thought is a thought that may be about harming someone that you care about, someone you're with, someone that you would never really want to hurt, but all of a sudden that thought that you would take a knife and put it to their throat or maybe push them off the roof or something that's really bizarre that feels frightening, that feels like, oh my God, what happened here? 
that's exactly what happened to her. So she felt that there was something happening in her mind that she didn't have control over and she wondered if she's going crazy. And that depressed her. She always saw herself as a very powerful and positive person who goes out of bed with a spring in her step and then that. So she went to the doctors and the allopathic medicine doctor said, well, you probably have some imbalance in your brain chemistry. Your serotonin levels are probably off. So let's give you some antidepressants. Well, the more naturopathic oriented doctor said, well, I think we're going to do a hair uh, analysis and check on your adrenals and well lo and behold this person found out that she had adrenal fatigue and adrenal fatigue is uh, a sign of prolonged and chronic stress and then she went to a therapist and the therapist say well these uh, unwanted thoughts that are recurring they're coming up totally out of the blue those are OCD thoughts and there's really nothing that we know about where they are coming from. They are just showing up and there is just all we can do, basically doing certain kind of exposure therapy and so on to eventually overcome them. And that was a moment when I thought like, hold on. So is that really true that our mind just randomly brings up thoughts or patterns and behaviors that ultimately make us feel frightened, that make us feel trapped, that make us feel that, yeah, we are going crazy. Is that really just our mind misfiring? Or is there something deeper to that? So I emailed her and I asked her a bit, you know, about her story. And from what I read between the lines, I had the sense that there was more going on than just waking up one day and all of this started. That may have been some else happening. Now, what happened with her was that she then told me that she had pretty much all her life felt that she had to be in charge, in control, that she was the doer, she was impatient, she felt like she had to be the one that, um, you know, keeps things going, partially because her childhood was rather traumatic. She had uh, parents that divorced. Uh, she lost a half-brother who was taken by the father and she loved him dearly and some really just chaotic events that made her feel she had to really somehow almost like micromanage her life. Right before she was feeling this OCD, she started a new job. and That was the most demanding job she ever had. It was stressful, long hours, and that feeling it was never really good enough. She really could never succeed. So that made her feel already out of control. Then, coinciding with that was that she moved in with her boyfriend, who turned out to be a little bit different than she thought he was, which was that he was kind of stressed out with his own job, feeling more negative, feeling more depressed. And that then was projected on her and that made her more, you know, feeling that she had to walk on eggshells. So all of this coinciding together just really made her feel, maybe for the first time in her life, completely out of control. And this is why I believe the OCD was coming up. And this is why OCD often is just a, a pattern, a compensatory mechanism 
for an anxious mind that feels out of control. Or you could also call it, it is basically, you know, the phobia to powerlessness, the phobia of powerlessness, the fear of, I don't really know how to handle my life, so I'm focusing on something I can't handle. And we get more into this because it really gets interesting when you're looking at the different forms of OCD and then you're interpreting them a little bit into, okay, what does it actually mean here? And where could mind come up with such a pattern? Now, if you are thinking, OCD, let's turn off the radio because, or change the channel because I don't really have it, hold on, because I believe OCD even though statistically one in 40 people, which is pretty high in the US, are struggling with OCD, I believe the actual number is much higher. And you can just test yourself. Now, how comfortable, for example, do you feel when someone would tell you, let's not check your phone for a whole day? Or for example, not checking your emails or your messages before you go to bed? Or if you're a news junkie, how often do you look and watch what breaking things are happening outside in the world and how often do you feel like when your kids are you know out and about do you look at have they called where are they look at the watch how many minutes are gone these kind of patterns can also develop easily into an obsessive compulsive disorder now i don't like the word disorder because it sounds disorderly and it sounds like there is something wrong with us, but ultimately it's simply a behavior, a pattern that we need to look a little bit closer at. Now the classic ones that people would say, yeah, that's definitely the OCD pattern would be the ones where you, yeah, let's say for example, have the need to have every book or every tool neatly in order and you cannot really stand if anything is out of order or you have that feeling that you always have to drive home the exact same way or you feel like you have to wash your hands 50 times even though you know you washed it already once and that should be enough no it's not enough you have to wash them again or some people feel really trapped when it comes to leaving the house. They have to check on the iron, not one time, but 10 times. They are locking the door and then they are looking again, is it locked? And then they unlock it and they lock it again and it just keeps on going. And I had clients, it sometimes took them 30 minutes to leave the house. And it is a little bit like, you know, the needle in the, in the record, in the kind of old fashioned vinyl record stuck and not moving and you just play the same pattern the same song the same little segment over and over again and there is no escape there is no feeling of getting out and that what makes OCD so debilitating and what makes it so hard for people to cope with and deal with because they just feel trapped now today's show is really about highlighting more what OCD actually means, where it comes from, what the subconscious has to do with it, how can we interpret it more as maybe a message rather than a misery, and how can we turn it around, how can we learn from the OCD, understanding also what are the root causes we have to address then 
once we address them, what can we specifically do? What steps to take to outgrow these behaviors? Now, I have been, of course, working with people with anxiety for 15 plus years, and many of my clients have been dealing with OCD. But OCD is also something dear to my heart because I had been struggling with it myself. And after the break, I'll tell you a little bit more about my story and how I learned and what I learned from the OCD. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLoose.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit EmpoweringEnergy.com. That's Empowering with letters N-R-G.com. If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. Tune in to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time.
Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. We are talking about OCD, obsessive compulsive behaviors, what they can mean, where they come from, what we can do to unobsessify ourselves. And also, of course, you know, is there something that we may eventually learn and grow from? Because, you know, when I look at my own story, in some ways, as most emotions, they can be wonderful teachers and catalysts for growth. Now, if you have any questions, and I can imagine many of you have, call in 888-418-6890, or you can also leave a message on the chat box at Transformation Talk Radio on the Playing Life show, uh, which is this show right now. In any case, so my story was starting when I was fairly young, like around 10 years old. And it was kind of a bizarre behavior because uh, it really began with almost like a trigger, a trigger by someone that I didn't even know. Now, my parents, I have to say, were anxious people. And of course, when your parents are anxious, you become anxious as well as a child. Somehow you pick it up and somehow you're feeling like, well, if these people are a little scared, in this case, it was about politics, Middle East, you know, some tension over there, potentially Third uh, World War III coming up. And so all of this stuff was in their minds. And in my mind was just like the sky is falling and something bad's going to happen. But I could fairly hold it together until one day there was this guy who came to the house to tune the piano uh, that my sister and I had to play on. I say had because it wasn't really joy for me at that time. And so he tuned it and he talked with me about what he was doing. And I was always a curious kid. So I was fascinated. And he told me about his perfect pitch and that he was able to just buy hearing he was able to say if this is in tune or out of tune, totally impressive. Now, at some point, he looked at me and said, so young man, do you believe in God? Well, that's kind of an odd question, right? But I knew that the right answer would be, yes, of course. So I said that, yes, of course. And, and he said, well, that's good. Now, you need to know that God will test you one day to test your faith. Well, that was a scary thought because I thought, okay, I already have to deal with tests in schools and my parents are not always happy with me. Anyhow, now there is God also trying to test me. That really got me thinking and it got me feeling more and more that the shoe will drop any time now. It is about to happen. And this powerlessness, this feeling of what do I need to do? to somehow prevent this from happening, to keep my parents safe, to make sure that God doesn't punish me, to maybe make sure that God's gonna overlook me and not notice me, what do I need to do? And what I basically started to do was the natural thing, right? Straightening carpets. I went through the house and made sure that all the carpets were straight because for some reason in my little mind, that seemed to be the best way to prevent World War III, the best way for me to somehow not get struck by lightning. Now, plus, for good measures, 
I also started to pray about a hundred times. I didn't even know what I was praying, but I just thought, okay, I'm just gonna keep the line open to this God. Seems to be kind of a rather judgmental dude, so I wanna make sure that he likes me, or I thought he or she, I just prayed. And, you know, it was one of those things I couldn't stop. For several years, I was trapped. I was trapped in this feeling I have to. I have before I go to bed, go through the house again. I have to just randomly, when I felt anxious, do my little prayers. And you can imagine it affects you. You can imagine it really keeps you more and more in that place of conditional survival. You cannot feel that, oh, I can just be open and enjoy life. You need to work for it. You need to do something for it. You need to do something to gain a sense of control. Now, at one point, a friend of mine told me, well, you know what? You're a good person. I like you. And she was totally different than me, I have to say. Uh, and that was maybe because why I trusted her, because I knew that she just was kind of way cooler than me and way beyond me. So she took me under her wings and said, you're a good person. And if there is a God, which I'm not sure, but if there is a God, I'm sure that God loves you. And you shouldn't worry about it because, you know, your parents love you. They take care of you. They want the best for you. So why shouldn't God do the same? Well, that was a little light bulb moment for me. That was like a sense of, hmm, maybe I can actually trust. Maybe I'm not totally responsible for my parents. Maybe I can actually stop or at least let go gradually some of this behavior. And it didn't happen overnight. Certainly wasn't something that I felt like, you know, I could immediately change. But what happened inside was just that I was able to ease up a little bit. And I think over maybe the course of a year or so, I was just outgrowing it. I could let it go. It wasn't therapy or something like this because I couldn't really talk with my parents about it. And I don't think that they would have really understood it. And at that time, I don't know that really anyone was so clear on how to help a little boy who had these obsessive compulsive patterns. So for some reason, I got that friend that really helped me to be a catalyst, catalyst for change. So what did I learn from this time? And I think there are a few things I learned. One thing I learned is certainly that even though this behavior really was totally irrational. There was still some intention behind it. And this intention was ultimately to give me a sense of I can do something, even though somehow I knew it will not make a difference. But my subconscious thought, okay, you can do something to feel at least a little bit in control when everything else feels so powerless in your life or when you feel so powerless about everything else in your life. Now, the second thing I learned was that I do feel that, you know, this whole anxiety of my parents and this message of this guy and my confusion about my beliefs certainly had an impact. And that was, you know, the limiting beliefs, the limiting beliefs of maybe not being safe in the world, the limiting belief of being responsible for others, the limiting belief of maybe fundamentally not being good enough or not being lovable. And, and it really taught me that limiting beliefs are incredibly powerful. Now, at that time, I didn't connect the dots, but later in life, looking back, 
it just confirmed that our reality, how we see ourselves, how we see the world, how we go through our lives, is largely dependent on our beliefs, largely dependent on what we really on a core level, you know, is how we on a core level filter all these reality information bits that we could let in, but many of them stay out. So if I had a belief of not being safe, of course, I was looking for subconsciously anything that was confirming this. Now, limiting beliefs are very, very powerful. Often we don't even know that we have them, but we are living under their spell. And one thing I learned is that it's really important to look at your beliefs, check on them, and then also revise them regularly. Because we do grow out, we do grow out limiting beliefs. They are not like, okay, you're stuck with them for the rest of your life, like you're stuck with your DNA. No, these beliefs are flexible and they should be able to be changed like a pair of shoes. At some point they get too tight and they actually hurt and so we have to find some new ones that fit much better. And of course I learned that straightening carpets doesn't really make a difference. It doesn't really keep the world going and uh, we just have to really see those behaviors, these OCD behaviors as more metaphorical than that, uh, you know, what the on first glance are appearing to do for us. Now, that brings me to, you know, certain patterns. The patterns of the the behaviors and what they may say about our beliefs, you know, those limiting beliefs that I was mentioning. So, for example, let's say you have a pattern of uh, hand washing. You know, you wash your hands all the time. You're, you know, feeling afraid of germs. You're just, uh, you know, grossed out every time you have to go to a public toilet. And what does that mean? What is that OCD pattern behind it? And you could say, well, it's probably a feeling of not being safe. Now, not only being safe in the world, feeling attacked by the unknown, but also not being safe with yourself, feeling that you cannot really trust your body, you cannot really trust your immune system, you feel like you have to be in control. And many people that have that pattern may feel that they have uh, you know, also a little hypochondriac tendency, that they have this distrust in their body, in their health already in other areas as well. Now, what about that locking, You know, that feeling of, locking the door several times or that feeling of, you know, not being able to leave the house because, you know, you don't know if the iron is still plugged in or not. That also has certainly a sense of not feeling safe, but it may be a different feeling. You know, a client of mine who was really all her life feeling victimized, all her life struggling. She had very, you know, unfortunate uh, events happening, got fired several times, not because there was something wrong with her, but because of some political shenanigans that were going on. She started uh, to work uh, on, a, on a PhD in a college, and then also some really bizarre circumstance with some person who obviously was deranged, also kind of made her have to give up and, and leave that. and. And on top of it, she felt very alone and she felt very unlovable and, and very much without a firm place in her life. And I think for her, the locking of the door 
had a lot to do with this locking herself away from the world, locking the world out from her place. It's like her home became her sanctuary. It became the only safe place where she could somehow hide out and, and not wanting to have the world enter into that little safe haven, not to let it in. It was really important for her to lock the door over and over again. But metaphorically, it was also a sign of her just not feeling belonging in the world, not feeling that there is a place for her besides her little home that she had to keep safe. And so it was not only this separation and this locking out, but it was also this difficulty to enter into the world and just taking her time until she just gave up and stayed at home, which may have been a subconscious, quote unquote, secondary intention or benefit of what she was doing. Now, when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about those metaphorical meanings and patterns and how their interpretation can help you to identify and see more the root causes where this all comes from and, and the beliefs that keep you stuck in that pattern and in that, yeah, interpretation, personal interpretation of your reality. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Bree Gibbs is a fourth-generation high priestess with the knowledge to raise your vibration and conscious creation. Offering a wide variety of services from goddess light and shamanic healing seminars to private reading sessions, Bree works with you so you too can stand in your own power. Isn't it about time you took your life into your own hands? For more information about Bree's services and products, visit SilverGaia.com. That's SilverGaia.com. Plus, live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? 
Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality, David Carshare, in Becoming a Sun Radio, Emotional and Spiritual Intelligence for a Happy, Fulfilling Life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carshare on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. Tune in to the Psychic Professors Show, The Voices of Spirit Radio, with international medium and spirit artist Dr. Susan Barnes on Transformation Talk Radio, featuring a variety of spiritual topics such as psychic art, spiritualism, EVP, psychic development, and mediumship. This hit call-in show provides listeners with breakthrough wisdom to enliven and enlighten their lives. Visit spiritartgallery.net for show days and times. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. We are talking about a form of anxiety, OCD, obsessive compulsive patterns. And uh, before the break, we just uh, talked about how the specific expressions of those patterns may be able to teach you a little bit more of their root causes, their limiting beliefs, what actually is bothering in your life, what is actually the core challenge. Now, it is sometimes difficult to identify this on your own. Sometimes it's helpful to have another person that is looking at your history, seeing the whole map of your life and can put the pieces together and, and help you to point out, well, this is what really needs to be addressed and this is what is still unresolved. And for that, I certainly can help you. I work with clients all over the world via Skype, phone, Zoom, no matter where you are, help is here. Uh, you can set up a free consultation. Just email at info at thefearandanxietysolution.com. It's all in one word, thefearandanxietysolution.com. Go to the website as well. Check it out. There are a lot of tips and tools and ways for you to already start to feel better, start to change your mind and gain a deeper understanding of yourself. Because ultimately, that's what it is. It's like, you know, you're, you're kind of dealing with an entity, meaning yourself, that nobody really explains to you. There's a lot of ways people tell you how you're supposed to function and how you're supposed to be, but nobody really tells you who you really are. That is the journey. Maybe that is the greater purpose of why we're here in the first place. But when we do struggle, the first thing we do usually is to make ourselves feel wrong. We are telling ourselves, oh, we are a lemon, uh, something that's produced on a Monday morning where nobody really wanted to work. We are at fault, flawed, whatever. And we are not really seeing that mm, maybe there is something else going on. Maybe it is something that simply tries to get our attention. And I believe in the concept that our imbalances start in your thoughts. And when we have negative thoughts, often that is the first you know, feeble try of the deeper part of our mind to get our awareness focus maybe inwards or focus on things that may be troublesome or out of balance. The second one is then the emotion, where we do feel 
maybe anxious, or worried, or a little stressed. Then the third one, when we still don't listen, usually goes into the patterns. Now, these can be patterns like the OCD. It can be patterns of uh, micromanagement or pleasing or trying to hide out. It can also be patterns of insomnia, just patterns where we may actually let more and more go of taking care of ourselves or taking care of our life. Procrastination is also a pattern that often comes from us not paying attention to something being out of balance. And then at some point, it's either that our body takes out you know, the big ones and says, okay, now pay attention because you have chronic pain or you're dealing with an autoimmune disease or you are really struggling here with your energy or, which is kind of bizarre, but it's true, it can also be life that life throws something at us. You know, all of a sudden our relationship's falling apart or we get fired from a job or somehow our house burns down. And this is not necessarily just to be seen as bad luck. It can also be seen as, is it time now to look inside, pay attention and turn things around? I do believe we have the power to be in charge of our life and our reality. And, and that is the gift, the gift of the free will that we have. Now, I talked about the pattern now, the straightening the carpet pattern that I certainly did for a while was obviously about feeling out of control, having to have order in a world that seemed completely out of order and, you know, giving you a sense of power. And so was also that praying, feeling like I can maybe plead myself into that, um, you know, that God that seemed to be so scary at that time. Now, some people say then, well, what about those harmful thoughts? Why do I have thoughts about hurting someone I actually care about? Why do I want to also think about killing my child? Now, that is a really interesting one. And I believe, again, this uh, email exchange that I had mentioned before really highlighted what was going on because she had those thoughts against her boyfriend who felt like an extra stress factor. And once she separated from him because she just couldn't handle it anymore, she moved in with her mom. And then she had the same thoughts against her mom. And her mom was also a person who for a long time had caused her a sense of anxiety, a sense of stress, a sense of maybe also not being quite good enough. And so those thoughts are often a sign of wanting to, quote unquote, be away and get rid of the people that seem to be just in control or that seem to potentially harm you or seem to scare you. Again, this is a subconscious. The subconscious works in metaphors. I mean, we dream in metaphors. I mean, this is not, I often dream of flying or talking to whales or animals. Well, I haven't ever done either of them. But it's a metaphorical dream. There is a meaning behind it. And so these, these behaviors, these patterns also have a meaning. It doesn't mean that you really want to hurt someone. It just means like that you want to finally make them stop or finally be away from them or finally be in control again and not feeling so powerless. Now, there's also, for some people, that harmful thought of harming themselves. It's like driving over a bridge. Some people are afraid of this because they always think about, oh, whatever, I'm driving, you know, over it and just fall into the river or 
they cannot really go you know on a on a roof because they're afraid of jumping so that thought of harming yourself is ultimately the you know the escape from life and this is often with people that feel completely overwhelmed that feel like they have been giving 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 without getting anything in return it feels that the only place to finally be at peace would be in the afterlife and so when you look at maybe patterns that you're dealing with go back you know look at what may have been going on in your life what could have led to it could it be something that you have been overgiving for years and really feeling completely depleted and there is just this part of your mind that wants to create a boundary that wants to push it all away that makes you feel so drained to you know the end to the lowest level of your batteries is it possible that for some reason you do feel out of control because everyone else seems to be in control is it possible that you have been identifying yourself so much with what you do how you are perceived what you what status you have in life and if you don't get that positive feedback if someone or the world doesn't seem to honor you or respect you you feel immediately not wanted you feel immediately excluded not belonging is that something that you want to lock yourself away from is it possible that you notice that over the years you have made mistakes that you really hold against yourself and that is why you don't trust yourself that is why you don't believe that you really can keep the iron off just on one try this is why you feel like you have to do certain things to keep yourself in line. Some people want to, for example, always, you know, drive home the same way because they feel like they are jinxing it. They jinx their luck if they go, on a, you know, on a different route. Or some people feel like that they cannot step across a line. Something bad's happening, and so it almost seems like not only that. You know, life is unpredictable. It also feels like, well, I need to keep myself in check. If I'm not doing exactly what I'm urged to do from the inside, I'm going to fail or something bad's going to happen or my luck going to run out. So you can see there are a lot of things that we can look at on a deeper level that may point towards a solution. Now, we're going to skip the break because I really want to talk about solutions that I find quite helpful so first one is just look at your patterns think about what could be behind them what are they actually feeling like is it about avoidance is it about lack of trust is it about you know a feeling of uh, being attacked is it about the feeling of powerlessness feeling out of control just look at those patterns and then go back and notice what belief could be behind it Often very common beliefs are, I'm not good enough, something bad's going to happen, I'm not safe in the world, I'm not lovable, I don't belong, you know, these kind of things. So you look at the beliefs and sometimes you can actually just looking at your thoughts, your negative thoughts that may not even have anything to do with your OCD patterns, identify those core limiting beliefs that are running your life. And then also look at where they may come from. What is really going on in your life? I mean, it was such a classic example, this person that emailed me that she didn't really 
see clearly that she was in an anxiety pattern all through her life until, you know, I pointed it out or I asked questions that got her to realize, you know, I wasn't really just a happy-go-lucky person who liked to work hard. I was struggling. Now, is there something inside of you that you could identify also as a potential, you know, or in your life, a potential route for what has been, you know, leading up to that pattern? And if you notice there are unresolved traumas, when you notice there's maybe a relationship that you feel trapped in and the only way to get away from it is through this pattern, if you feel like you have a problem with your spirituality, if you feel like you're really having a, you know, some kind of a conflict with, with God or feeling just in general somehow that you're cursed, these are all things that can be addressed, especially can be addressed on a subconscious level with going deep and changing the beliefs and healing also the wounds and the traumas of the past. Now, what else you can do is really starting to work with a pattern. Now, for example, let's say you are writing down all the thoughts that are leading up to it or that are happening during it. For example, when you have a hard time leaving the house because you cannot uh, you know, be sure that you have locked the door. Just write down what you're thinking. Iron, what are you thinking? What are you thinking when you're having these pictures of harming someone? Just write down the thoughts. Collect them. Now, these thoughts are not commands. You're not a little dog when, you know, someone is whistling, you have to immediately do something. Even though it may feel like it, ultimately your conscious mind can take control. You know, this is a subconscious pattern. If this hadn't been clear, it's obvious because it's so irrational. It does make so little sense. It is a subconscious pattern. And so we need to consciously work with a subconscious to overcome the pattern. And that means that you need to challenge those thoughts. Challenging sounds a little bit like, oh, I'm going to go into my you know, inner tug of war, into a debating club. No, challenging means simply that you are redirecting them that you're not getting stuck in those thoughts, but that you're giving them a new direction, a direction like, you know, my friend did, a direction that was about you can trust, you're loved, you're a good person, you know, God, life loves you. You could give yourself a new direction by saying, I trust myself. When I do something one time, I know it's done well. It can be a direction of I'm going to be more mindful. I know sometimes a little spacey, sometimes I'm not really present. So this is a great opportunity to really be mindful and use my senses to feel when I lock the door or to feel and see and maybe even imagine that I can taste what it feels like to unplug the iron. And, you know, going through those patterns of just re-guiding, redirecting your thinking. And again, this is only one step, but it gives you a greater sense of power. It gives you a greater sense of, I'm not just going into the automatism of this. I actually start choosing a new direction. And the mind is really, really looking forward to choices. You know, one of the, the biggest problems with the mind is when it doesn't have choices. You know, when the mind feels like, oh, there is only one track, well, we're going to go on that one. But if there is like two tracks, I can think about it this way or I can think about it that way, 
your mind, it's almost like, you know, in that moment on a little bit of a halt and it has to make up its mind. That is the perfect setup for a rehearsing, a rehearsing of a new pattern. That's something a lot of people don't know that what we think and what we do has a lot to do with our intentions. You know, I always think about the athletes. The athletes are perfect examples of whatever happens on the field actually starts happening in their heads. How many times do, you know, Russell Wilson, the quarterback of the Seahawks, how many times does he go in his mind through different situations where he needs to have the most accurate throw when he's under pressure and he cannot always practice it, but he certainly can do it in his mind. So he creates this automatic response, this automatic pattern by going over and over and over in his mind, not only how it looks like on TV, actually how it looks like from his place and how it feels like when the ball is leaving the hand and how it feels like when the ball is reaching the target. And so all of those things are including the senses and whatever includes the senses is basically talking to the subconscious mind. So rehearse, rehearse how it feels when the door locks, rehearse what it feels when the books are nicely straight and rehearse what it feels when you wash one time your hands and you feel like, wow, all of whatever soil I had, everything that I want to cleanse myself of is gone. Rehearse the good feelings as much as you're rehearsing how you want to think about it, as much as you're rehearsing that sensation of doing it, and then rehearse the relief. Rehearse how good it feels afterwards. I have often said it on the show, the subconscious wants to protect us. And you know, anxiety, OCD behavior, ultimately is a form of protection. Now, it also wants to please us. It wants to make us happy. But if we are not doing something that gives it an opportunity to make us happy, it just continues to protect us. So make this new pattern an issue of, wow, that feels good. Wow, this feels like really empowering. I love the freedom of it. And, and that is something, once again, that then will help that you know, subconscious to change his mind, to pick the right path and not the old path that is more the worn out path. That's again, you know, one of those very helpful, powerful ways to do this. And, and you may want to run a tape where you are recording your own voice and, you know, like a little bit of a guided meditation, guide yourself through a new pattern. You may want to, you know, have a uh, a little plan where you say, okay, instead of, you know, doing it five times, like locking the door, I only do it twice today and I'm going to feel really good about it. Or maybe you can do it, lock the door once and you know you're going to stay in so you can open and go back in, but you had the experience of doing it. Now, what you do with these harmful thoughts? Well, same thing. When you have a harmful thought, your inner dialogue, of course, should be no, I love, I know that this is a, a, a sign that I want to be maybe left alone, a sign of powerlessness, but I know that love is bigger than fear. And I know that I love the people that I feel sometimes maybe a little bit anxious about, or that I feel like that they are maybe too 
much infringing on me. And I will create healthy boundaries by speaking up, by making changes, by making choices that actually make me feel I can stand up for myself. And therefore, I can love them because I know that their anxiety or their patterns have a lot to do with their own wounds and their own beliefs and have nothing to do with me. And, you know, you can just have a whole narrative about things that make your mind understand, oh, it's not like I thought it is. Now, one of the uh, listeners was writing about uh, my lack of trust and was wondering, so how did you build trust? Now, trust in life, trust in a higher power was something that I think I had struggled way beyond my pattern. It was just something that was so deeply ingrained and and it had to do with this change with really, as simple as it sounds, just looking at all the good things in my life, to really pay attention, change the filter to I'm really lucky and not to, oh, I'm really under a shoe that's going to drop. Now, it helped that, uh, as some of you know, I was really into Kundalini Yoga and I was teaching it for a while and uh, Yogi Bhajan, who brought it to the U.S., he gave out spiritual names and and my spiritual name that was given to me was the Syrianand, which means uh, all of men or our series, but uh, Syrianand means like lion of great bliss. And at that time, I didn't even know what bliss means, but I realized, well, bliss is actually really so much of what my life was about. There was a lot of good stuff and like a lot of positive things. And I certainly can say 99% of the time I was blessed and blissful and there was no reason to believe that my life gonna, uh, you know, be cursed or something bad's gonna happen. So collecting more uh, positive things was like a new uh, foundation of trust that also changed certainly my relationship to life. Now, I know we are running out of time, but I want to mention another really important step, which is the interrupting the pattern. You know, this is something that our mind really needs. When we are going into this, uh, you know, OCD pattern, we know we are approaching it. We are knowing that, oh, here it is again. The anxiety is rising. The urge is coming. Interrupt the pattern. That means you're stepping away from it. You are maybe just, you know, turning on yourself three, four times doing something completely silly. Some people are using tapping and EFT to interrupt the pattern. Some people are uh, singing happy birthday. Some people are just smiling out loud, literally. And uh, so, you know, whatever it is that makes your mind almost like whoop, shocked because it wonders what's going on. I thought we we're gonna do this old pattern is creating a disconnect. You know, it it makes that worn out path a little bit less uh, automatic. It has a little bit more this pause to it where you can make a choice. You want to make this interrupting strong, not just like something that, you know, is half-heartedly. You want to make it strong. You want to make it something maybe even silly, but you want to make it so that your mind pays attention. And that's my last point. Pay attention. OCD is often a sign also that you're not really present. You're not really present. And so you go into the 
automatic pattern of the subconscious mind and your conscious mind observes you, but it doesn't really feel like it's engaged in it. And so if you can just start a practice, mindfulness or any kind of meditation that gets you present in the moment, because when we are present, we can also learn to trust ourselves more. We can learn to be more at choice in what we are doing. We can learn also through this choice and trust to have more confidence and ultimately a greater sense of power. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you want to uh, listen to a rerun, you can also go to my YouTube channel at Dr. Friedman Schaub and uh, just type it into Google and you'll find it easily. All the shows are there. They're actually on TV. So you see my face and uh, you see some little extra diagrams and things blended in. Well, it was a joy as always. If you have any questions or want to go a little bit deeper on your own journey, just email us at info at thefearandanxietysolution.com or get my book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution. Until next time, be well and stay empowered. Goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Join Dr. Friedemann the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.